When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the best of my dad wrote a porno. It's installment five, guys. Installment five? Is that what you're calling them? <laughs> sounds like episode five. I sounds like deposits for a house or something. <laughs> Tranche? <laughs> it's the fifth one. It's the fifth one. What do you want from me? Um, and we're talking all about the best of the guests the this week. The best of the guests. And what guests we've had over the years. And what experiences yeah. with the guests. Because early doors, and maybe this was just sort of the naivety of youth, but we used to cook for them and sit and have dinner yeah. before they sat and did the podcast. They would have a full three-course meal and then we'd record with them. Yeah, it was nuts. Like Daisy Ridley popping around with those two bottles of Prosecco. Michael Sheen being absolutely famished at your house and then having to rifle in my bag for a half open bag of pop chips to feed him and he brought one bottle of red wine we obviously drank that within five minutes and said to james um can i have another drink and you had nothing in your house there was not why are we ever surprised (laughs) i'm never in that can't always be your excuse (laughs) it's takeaways or nothing um emma thompson made us dinner Lovely fish pie her husband made, didn't he? Delicious. And do you remember when Steve Mangan came round and uh, we were like, can we get you a cab home? And he was like, no, I just had a baby. I'm going to walk. I'm going to take some time. <laughs> I think he even said, I'm going to buy a lion bar. <laughs> He's like, I just need this moment of freedom. Um, um, and then some of them weren't even in the country. Do you remember that insane night out with Nicholas Holt? Oh yeah, Montreal, watch out. Like such a crazy night. It went yeah. in so many directions that we went to like a one in the morning Kevin Hart gig that we went oh, yeah, through we the Kevin kitchen <laughs> and like Nick was like these are my friends they do my favorite porno and he's like okay cool he was very nice he was really nice um, yeah some really fun adventures we've had with these guys we've had one recently Alice I think me and Jamie need to tell you about this because I don't think we've told you yet you've had a guest without me no <laughs> but we found out someone else listened to the podcast oh yeah it's a good one so we were at the Olivier Awards which is like a theatre reward show. You two um, are such darlings of the theatre world. I prefer the term hag. Thank you. Uh, so it was at the Royal Albert Hall uh, and we were just walking to our seats and then someone passed us or a group of people passed us and we just heard someone say, oh my God, I love your podcast. Uh, so we stopped, turned around and it was Paul Mescal. Paul Mescal. I nearly fainted. James screamed, I think. It was quite I embarrassing. I scream. You were like, oh my God. I and said, I like, you're hey. joking. He's like, I fucking love your podcast. Okay, yeah, you shouted, you're joking, you're right. Why wasn't I there? <laughs> because you hate the theatre. That's true. No, because I hate the night time. But if they <laughs> yes. could do it in the daytime... Well, it starts at four. I think oh, that would be like... Okay, actually, me. this is the event for me. 
This um, is unbelievable. Paul Mescal. I adore his work. Oh yeah, total legend. But you know, we're constantly finding out about people who are porno fans. You know, even if you haven't outed yourself publicly, doesn't mean we don't know that you're a little pervert out there. Um, the other day, Josh O'Connor came out of the woodwork as a From porno the fan. Crown. Love him. Yeah, the Crown. Yeah, and of course, Lupita Nyong'o. No, I'm sorry, oh I'm cutting God. you off because actually she posted no, on Instagram. No. Yes, family. No, it was. <laughs> okay, this is frankly a conspiracy theory now. It and makes you... QAnon look mainstream. <laughs> You've gone down a rabbit hole and I don't know if we'll ever get you back, okay? They're litigious in America. <laughs> um, but yes, we've had amazing, amazing people that have decided to, you know, kind of risk their careers and reputations by appearing on My Dad Wrote a Porno, particularly in the early years when... Crossing the Rubicon. Yeah, do you remember Daisy Ridley was like, no one knows I'm here. Yeah, she didn't tell Disney, did she? Or her agents or her publicists or anyone. <laughs> um, well, should we cast our minds back and listen to some of the... The great voices we've had on the show. Absolutely. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Does Belinda Blink the musical have legs? It has legs, it has a cervix, <laughs> it has arms. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, the log line's very simple, right? In the New York Times edits, mm-hmm. you know, one woman. Sleeps and sings her way to the top of the pots and pans industry. Great, okay, right? Like great. I'm in. Like I, I, I want to <laughs> see that musical. Like done. Yes. Um, it depends on the story. I mean, I don't even know. If, <laughs> just so many random people just had sex with. It's like, what do you focus on? What strand do you? There's too many. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I mean, this follow? could be fucking Nicholas Nickleby if we're not careful. It'll be eight hours long. <laughs> You we know, do a Harry so, Potter do it over two nights, maybe three yeah, nights, right. maybe four nights. Yeah, yeah. A week at the theatre. Belinda and the Cursed Child. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's something pure about the storytelling of we are in the room. Yeah. I don't know with who. <laughs> Belinda's interviewing for the job. That is scene one. Yes. Yeah. Scene one, song one. She's She'll do whatever it takes. I mean, that's almost okay. the name of the first fucking song. Whatever, whatever it, takes. it takes. And that's the I want song, that's, right? That's yeah, the, yeah. sets her story yeah. out. Unless, I mean... Usually in an opening number, you want to set the world. So oh. we, do oh. we set the pots and pans industry? <laughs> <laughs> it's a world of secrets. It's a world of pots and pans. Sex you know. lies and Teflon bases? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and then she would sort of come in and she would have one of those dramatic entrances where her back is to the audience first. <laughs> yeah. And then she kind of turns to them and then we oh, get the entrance applause. And oh, yeah. Who's the musical theater actress who plays Belinda? I'll go to jail for even suggesting anyone. I think... <laughs> No, I actually have one. Laura Benanti, I think, would be a good Oh, there. she's so good. She's yeah. good. She's not really funny, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, she could have that, like, Alexander Hamilton moment. Just says her name. Right, and pots, and pans and pots and pans, and then the crowd parts, and there's <sighs> Belinda. And it's like, clink. A blink. Oh, yes. the blink. I mean, what's blink. the musical motif of the blink? Um. <laughs> we'll figure... <laughs> These are the problems I deal with. Um, we'll figure it out. You know, what's yeah. the... Da, 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 that's the Surat. Dot motif. Yes, in Sunday. So, what is yeah, the blinking okay. motif? Okay, right. And what do you mean by that? What noise? Like, yeah, like the... what is the musical theme? Right. That accompanies a blink of okay. surprise of the world yeah, is about yeah, yeah. to change. But there's also so many good visual things about it. The tombola is a huge. The tombola. Oh my god, that's a huge. That's like everyone on stage, right? That's the act one closer. <laughs> that's big. <laughs> yeah. 
and then the Duchess picks her, and then that's the end of Act oh, One. Very oh, very good. Meet the Duchess yeah. end of Act One. I love it. The wizard will see you now. Yeah, there you yeah go. that's great. Plus, we don't need too many sets because most of it's in the maze in Book One, right? So we just need a <laughs> oh big God, bush. The maze. I forgot all about the maze. So much has happened. So much. Well, it feels like we're talking about Book One then. I mean, we're not. Yeah, we yeah. can't fit it all in. There's just no way. <laughs> Dame Emma Thompson. Now, Em, you not only have an Oscar for acting, you also have one for writing. So, as an expert, is my dad any good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a face. Thinking, oh, um, look. <laughs> Hands it, it, over I, eyes for the listeners. We have to go, you know sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> You're selling out the Albert Hall. I think we can safely say he's a fucking genius. I mean, he is. Come on. <laughs> How else have we got here? (laughs) It's a good point, actually. We don't give him enough credit, I don't think. I don't think you do. No. It's a certain style. It is. It's a very specific kind of subsect of writing. But um, he's owned it very much so. Oh, God, he has. He has. It's the regional sales aspect of it all that just. It's as though. Do you remember that film, The Fly, with Jeff Goldblum, when there were those two pods and there was Jeff and a fly and they got mixed up slightly? It's as though there was sort of a Jackie Collins and like motoring for beginners or. You know, they were in those pods and they just got whammed together. And, and that's what came yeah, out like of a freak, it. a freak scientific yeah, experiment. Yeah, an experiment yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> where various different writing styles got just churned up into... Mm. Like a horrible Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did zero research. He's never read an erotic novel. Um, and I don't think it shows that- at all. <laughs> I think he's really done well. I don't think he needed to. No. Did he? I think it would have really curtailed his his creativity. I do too. I I think there's just something... He's just extrapolated in the most extraordinary way. Mm. And, um, I mean, all power to him, really. Yeah. There's a huge sort of generosity to it. Mm. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It's incredibly charitable. (laughs) Let's unpackage that. Well, but I think there is a generosity. I met your dad and he's a generous soul. Mm. He's got three daughters. with himself. You know... Yeah. He is, and my mum's an absolute amazing firecracker of a feminist, as raised as all as great feminists. Not sure where my dad kind of fits into that, but actually, oddly, I think his books are quite feminist. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. He is one of the great feminist writers of our time. Yes, yeah, it's it's not, it's, it's, you know, from Beauvoir to Rocky. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's li- literally one tiny little. <laughs> Don't ever. Tiny little. It's barely a step. It's a shuffle. It's He's just basically a, a Bronte sister. He really is. <laughs> What I worry now is that's going to be his, in his email signature, Emma Thompson, the greatest feminist author of our time. Rocky Flintstone is a feminist icon. <laughs> Nicholas Holt, we are going on Giselle's Hendu next episode. Mm. Not excited? I've been on a Hendu once. What? You went on yeah. a Hendu? Well, no, this is, uh, I don't know if I should get into the story. <laughs> Like it was a bit of a weird one where I was in LA and then I got a phone call from a friend and they were like, what are you doing? And this was when I was 19. I was literally sitting in my hotel room reading scripts and they were like, I'm going out with a few friends if you want to join. And I was like, okay. And they said, meet at the uh, the Saddle Ranch. You know the Saddle Ranch on Sunset? No. Oh yeah, so we know it well. Te- like a Texan cowboy themed bar <laughs> with like a mechanical ball. It's the Lazy Pea Ranch, really. And I walked in and I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And, then, and then I looked and there was a table with a Hindu, cock paraphernalia everywhere. And I looked and I was like, oh, that's the group I'm meeting. There was all these women, all like mid-20s to mid-30s. And I was 19, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and I walked over and then, I won't go into the full story, but I was basically meat 
Oh no! <gasps> right, hang on, come on. It was not what I expected. <laughs> Hens are wild. Yeah, they, are. they go famously. They go absolutely crazy. Yeah. What do you mean you were meat? Well, I was like the only guy there. I was also 19 years old, and it was just like novelty for them, wasn't it? Were you torn limb from limb? Point where they touched you. <laughs> Use the doll to identify the area. Oh, anyway. Wait, a story okay. For another how, time. Many, how many people did you kiss that night? Um, no, I was actually very well behaved. <laughs> Why did you just put your hand in the air like this? <laughs> uh, like, Excuse me, sir. It was like, it was like I was in court. Uh, <laughs> Your Honour. Um, no, I was, I was very well behaved. Okay. Yep. No, you weren't. No, you so I was. weren't. I was. Well, then why are you I being so shady about it? Exactly. Why can't you go into the story if you're so well-behaved? Because all these people still exist and are all alive. And I don't you're know. alive? I would hope so. What kind of crazy it's night been, It's only been, yeah, eight, eight years. <laughs> okay, one more question. Okay. And then I'll leave it alone. All right. Were you fully clothed for the whole evening? Uh, pretty much. There wasn't... There, I'll, give you, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. There was a moment when we got in a car and we were travelling somewhere else. And I was like pinned down, and uh, people oh. were eating salt off of me. But salt, not, not, not salt. down there. Yeah, not, not down, down there. there. But, like, <laughs> from where? From like, your armpit? From like my nipples? And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This is, what are you talking? I should never have come on there. Eating salt? Do you mean like because of shots, like tequila shots? Well, there weren't any shots in the car, so I'm not sure. What, <laughs> I was, no. Just all these dehydrated women, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I really don't. Dan Levy. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk oh, about yeah. the movie version of Belinda Blink. So this is your opportunity. Get who, on your knees, start begging. <laughs> who would you like to play? Uh, if nothing, then just a physical descriptor. I guess thick brim glasses. Oh. <laughs> as soon as that descriptor came up, I was like, well, this is me. And then I guess it's a, it was a very flattering depiction of my body, if that were the case. <laughs> thick-rimmed by name, thick-rimmed by nature, Dan. <laughs> exactly. My question to you is, when is this movie actually happening? Well, that is the question. I mean, we are having, you know, Spielberg's interest. <laughs> Cameron's interested. He said, after Avatar, he's going to do Belinda Blink. You know, J- James and Diaz, that is. <laughs> <laughs> you have a cast of actors that would... You would have funding for this movie in a heartbeat. So we'll talk after this is all done. But I really <laughs> want to help this get made. But who would write the screenplay? Like Rocky would have to adapt yeah, his own book to the screen, like E.L. James did, I guess, with Fifty Shades. And that worked so well. So, yeah, <laughs> history can just repeat itself, right? How about this, though? I, I'm throwing something out there. I feel like Rocky and David Lynch. Oh, yeah. Writing something together. I feel like. David Lynch's films exist in that strange space of like, what is happening? What did I just look at? It would be artful if we like brought in a David Lynch type figure to really help. How do I describe this? Refine maybe some of the rougher edges of Rocky's writing (laughs) and really (laughs) sort of raise the bar in terms of what we could actually do or say with this. I would just love to be a fly on the wall in that room where Rocky and David Lynch are brainstorming. <laughs> yeah. That's the documentary that's sort of supplementary content for all of this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. David Lynch is like, Rocky, we need to be more mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been sort of a common actress that people have pitched for Belinda that is sort of at the forefront of our casting search? Um, that's the one role we No one really wants struggle. to play Belinda. <laughs> I don't know why. I will say this. The characters' faces 
from the artwork on the books, at least from the ones that you can purchase in America. It is. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of people in Los Angeles that look like those characters. Um, <laughs> you can find many Belindas in the city of Los Angeles, not so shockingly. <laughs> Daisy Ridley. I know who I'd want to be. Go oh. on. I'd want to be the Duchess in prosthetics. Oh, oh <laughs> nice. I can't actually remember what it is they do together and now I feel creepy. Seriously, you may want to rethink I just that. feel like it would really push my acting ability. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. It would be a challenge for you. It would yeah. be a challenge. You yeah. need a backstory for that one, I tell you. Absolutely. You just want to wear a Panama hat, don't you? Absolutely, and have a riding crop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doesn't something happen on a horse box? Yes. Yeah. That's how yeah. she transports Belinda around, apparently. Oh, <laughs> She yeah. can't ride up front. Was that a bad car. choice? I mean, not if you like big black dildos. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, um, sorry, Louise. Really yeah, sorry. Louise but also, is it. also, I feel like the Duchess was actually pretty important in the first book. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think the Duchess informed some of Belinda's choices. Yeah. And it led Belinda to where she is today. Kind of a mentor figure for Belinda, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, can you give us your Duchess voice? Because obviously you'll have to play it a bit oh older. Oh my God, I can't. This could be your Oscar role. Like, you know. I mean, I didn't want to say. <laughs> but the transformation. Exactly. The commitment. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It, I mean, a literary adaptation. It ticks all the boxes. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm you're you're so transparent. That's what this is all about. <laughs> All I want is an Oscar right now. And I thought, you know the way to get it? The Duchess. <laughs> Michael Sheen. Talking of the classics. Yeah. I think there is I think there is an argument to be made that there are similarities between mm. um, your father's work and yeah. Hamlet. <laughs> Hear me out. I'm just going to let you speak. Um, what a deep breath that was. Yeah. Uh, so there have been some great works of literature, uh, theatrical literature, such as Hamlet, such as Look Back in Anger by John Osborne, that were written in a, in a rush, in a feverish rush. Right. Um, okay. John Osborne apparently wrote Look Back in Anger in a week. It just poured out. Yeah. Uh, Hamlet, I believe, Shakespeare wrote in a kind of a frenzy. Okay. Um, and it's almost like they, they put so much into it so quickly that they're not in, in control of what mm. goes in there. So people have, have talked about Hamlet. T.S. Eliot, the famous poet, once criticised Hamlet as being certainly a, a failure of a play because technically it doesn't hold together. The timelines are all messed up. Oh. Does that ring a bell? Ah. Yes. <laughs> um, things seem to take much longer than they actually do in real time or shorter. Um, you're never quite sure of the geography of anywhere. It's all, it's all a bit like a dream. Um, does and that ring a bell? Does that ring a bell? <laughs> oh my god! Um, and there are certain moments in it where you question the reality of what's going on, even. So I would like to say that I think you know, uh, Rocky does write these very quickly. We know people tend to underestimate the yeah. the, the power of the work, but uh, I believe great pieces of literature <laughs> have been written in this way. Have you just compared Rocky to Shakespeare? Yes, I have. Wow! But James, both pieces have got iconic lines: "To be or mm. not to be," and "The Flesh of Mankind." The Flesh of Mankind. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, what a piece of work is man and the flesh of mankind I mean it could be if you said to someone where does the flesh of mankind come from I bet one out of three would say Hamlet that's quite a taste of Hamlet wow I, I don't want to walk into museums in years to come and like the flesh of mankind is written on the wall in like italic writing this is my greatest fear that actually 
it's a genuine piece of literature, yeah. a milestone of the medium. If I'm if, terrified. Yeah, if Federico Fellini, the great Italian <laughs> master filmmaker, was still alive, he would do such an extraordinary job of this film. Do you know what? Eight and a half is it's, it's similar. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Michael, you have to stop. <laughs> I can't. I can't stop. It's like a cross between Fellini and Lynch. <laughs> with You're only encouraging him. With some Lindsay Anderson thrown in. I can't stop. <laughs> it's just delicious. George Ezra. What did you think of the love eggs, by the way? Did you know? uh, That was an education to me. I didn't really know what they were. No. I knew about them. Not from like... Yeah, yeah, of course you did. Not from first-hand experience, but I remember... Don't say (laughs) first-hand. Second-hand worse. (laughs) Second-hand worse. He knows from first-ass experience. But I've heard... I remember there being a conversation on tour... Which started a lot sweeter, which is you can buy a pillow if you've got a loved one that when you buy two and you travel with it. And when you put your head on yours, theirs lights up so they know you're in bed, which I thought was really cute. That's quite cute. But then everyone was like, yeah, but you could just put bricks on it and be like... (laughs) (laughs) Just off to bed. Yeah, yeah. Been a great gig, just off to bed. (laughs) But then it got onto the conversation of someone said you can get knickers that do the same. Their underwear that... your partner can control from the other side of the world, which was what that that oh. kind of I think I think, and then it got onto the love egg. So when I you say control, I think they vibrate. <laughs> I think there's like some kind <laughs> of yeah, yeah. <laughs> start walking you to the shop. <laughs> I said I want lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the wrong trousers, yeah. Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> What I mean is, with all these things, I'm just like, firstly, how long are you away from home for? That it's like right. Where the love eggs that I can control. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Get a half dozen love eggs and away for another week. Anyone want a love omelette? Yeah. Oh my god. How do you like? <laughs> <laughs> Hayley Atwell. Jamie was in a childhood band oh my god, and he wrote was. a very <gasps> moving song called Masks. Called masks yeah. Yeah. And masks. one of the one of the incredible lines in it is masks. Hiding personalities, masks, hiding feelings too. <gasps> masks, hiding away all your pain, personalities, hiding away. <laughs> that was really deep. It was. I was a very, very um, traumatised child. <laughs> How have we never talked about that? How old were you? Oh, like 27. I I have an image of you in your bedroom with your back to the door as your dad like passing it, opening it, seeing the back of you on like a keyboard, having like a demo mode. And you talking about hiding the way my pain in the mask. It was me and my sister. It was, yeah. What was your band called? Yeah, what were the names? We were called, well, there were two names. I thought that we were called The Universe, but my sister says that we were called Two for Two, which I don't think we were, but that's what she calls. Universe. That's quite good. That reminds me of a DT project that I had to do when I was 14. Design technology for the international (laughs) listeners. (laughs) And you had to be, that was right, you had to do a package uh, as a music producer. Oh, And you had to come up with a label name. (laughs) But I... I, I called my my music label Universe, oh. and the tagline was "Uni" is in one verse song. Universe, there is only one s- song. <laughs> there is only one universe. There is only one song. <laughs> like what a, a great record friend. label! We have one song. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take over the world, guys. 
so we recorded a song and I still remember some of the lyrics today. It was called, um, I don't want to go to school today. And it goes, <laughs> I don't want to go to school today. Cause I love you boy, but I can't pretend that you don't belong to your mother's friend. I don't want to go to school today. And you know why, baby. <laughs> Oh my God, that was great. Wow, there is only one song. <laughs> I remember that. Don't, oh God, here we go. Don't know what I'm supposed to do. Don't know where I should go. <laughs> it's true. I've been avoiding coming face to face with my emotions. Coming face to face with you. Oh I don't want to go to school today. I'm loving it. Because <laughs> I love you, boy, but I can't pretend that you don't belong to mama's <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite bit. That's my favourite bit. <laughs> yeah. But again, pretend that bit, yeah. Oh, and then, but, 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 and then the, what's that bit where it all drops? We don't know the song, so. <laughs> no, I mean, like, when you write a song, what's that bit where you the just bridge? go, the bridge, and it goes, um, wait, hang on. Hang on. What's the bit where, no, you And I hope and pray one day it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Mm. Everything changed when you first kissed me. Everything's upside down. Now I can't face her face in the classroom, but tonight pray you'll come around. Oh my God. I think we could make the whole song out of all that. (laughs) Our listeners are really creative, so anyone who wants to go and make that into an actual song, please do. There might be copyright issues. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, we don't always realise just how much our negative thoughts and experiences stick with us and weigh us down. You might find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mum does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get all of this off your chest. And I'm sorry about what I said last week, James. Um, Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. And that's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mydad today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash my dad. Joe Lysett. My main concern, though, is that the Duchess in the book, her favourite accessory is yeah. um, a large 
black dildo that she keeps in a zinc line case. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> I've got an office in Birmingham and I've been annoying them, the neighbours recently because I've got a dildo that I bought for a joke and that's my story <laughs> and I won't air from it. Um, but it's got a suction pad on the bottom as dildos often have these days so that you can attach it to a surface and then sit on it. Um, and the uh, in my office I've got a lot of glass and I've devised a game which is to see if you can throw the dildo and it affixes and you have to sort of grab it from the tip from the bell end and then throw it <laughs> in a sort of swooping motion so that it spins and lands on the suction bit and it's like I ha- urban welly wanging do you know that one where it like country fates you just throw a wellington boot but this is a little bit more risky. yeah that yeah it's like a source skill, version of that oh yeah it's taken me ages yeah. but i have i've had a couple of sort of friends in the office for various reasons recently and we've been playing throw the dildo and I Actually, at one point, it nearly went out of an open window into the courtyard, <laughs> which could have been really... Um, Where old Frank was taking his morning <laughs> stroll around the square. Constitutional. So, um, so I've been annoying the neighbours because it bangs quite heavily. It's not a, a well, light quite. dildo. You yeah. know, I'm not going to shell out for a dildo that isn't at least three stone. Um, I mean, if you went round somebody's house to, or apartment or flat to have sex with them and they threw a dildo against a window and it, it stuck immediately. Wouldn't it smash? It's three stone. I think that would get me going. I'd be Do like, you think? yeah, smashing. <laughs> Thomas Middleditch. I was recently in England. At one point, we went up to York, and every night there was some crazy hen party with just like women who had so much fake tanner on and the most yeah. mascara, all like all at the same time. It's like get that eyeliner thick and make sure your skin is orange, like Trump, <laughs> yeah. Trump style. We haven't met Thomas, but you've just described me. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, but I kind of think her, uh, uh, Belinda as her. Like, that's the kind of yeah, image that... I have of just someone clomping around on high heels, like fucking up their ankles on the cobblestones, being like, oh, which bar are we going to next? You know? <laughs> Proper Essex girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, you know. Oh my god, that's so Belinda. You can see the top of her breast, but then also her gut, like. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, that's, 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 oh god, that's the curvature. I really right do there. think those drawings on your Instagram were perfect. That is so Belinda. Her just like this portly body with her weird, just like gung ho, like smiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when they got auctioned off, which was like it, it was after the maze, right? Like she yeah. gets brought in, covered in like jizz signs and mud yeah like ancient runes ancient like witch runes (laughs) 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 and and she's just like a total mess and she's like oh i wonder who's gonna get auctioned off and like it's like no belinda you from the get-go of course it's you you mess and then she gets auctioned off in a crowd of people who have their business and with their wives there the wives oh, yeah. are just sat around on those chairs. Yeah, yeah. Like, Doug, don't vote. Oh, come on. It's a company retreat. You're supposed to. It's for charity, baby. Okay. And then Doug disappears for twelve hours and comes back yeah. red raw. Doug, put your put your hand down. You're not voting. <laughs> oh, Doug is gutted that you didn't get Giselle, bold Giselle. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the motley crew of, like, adventurers. Rachel Bloom. I think Belinda Blank takes place in the future. 
Um, And I think it takes place in a world, or it's an alternate universe, but I think it takes place in the future, and it's a world in which sex is now, like, everyone's fucking all the time. And everyone's just kind of cool with it, and it's kind of illicit, but kind of not. But then there's another layer. So so if we're saying it takes place in, like, the near future... Where Sorry, I love how much talking. thought you Sorry. put into this, Rachel. Yeah, this Rachel, is amazing. are you okay? <laughs> um, that's really debatable. <laughs> uh, no, but I was thinking about it because I was trying to think about what's so funny about... Because erotica is ridiculous. Like erotica, yeah. it's, it's, it's really... A lot of it is so ridiculous. And I was trying to think about what makes Belinda Blink like more ridiculous. And I think it's this, that like there, there are no rules. Like, it's like, these are the rules of the world we live in. It's just kind of like everyone's always fucking. <laughs> so then I thought about it even more. <laughs> and I was like, huh, Belinda blinked. That's interesting. And okay, what if it's not just a random title? Because it's like throughout the book, it's like Belinda blinks. What if in the future, in this world, everyone has like a computer chip in their brain? Bear with me. And okay. when, Belinda, when Belinda blinks... She's taking a snapshot of this specific moment and then, wait, wait, sending these snapshots back to the past to your dad to write Belinda Bling. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So you think that Belinda Blumenthal actually exists in the future as a real person? I mean, do I think it? I don't know. Do or I do I know theory? it? Or do I know it? Here's, here's what I'll say is that your dad suddenly just out of the blue yeah decided to write it like had he ever written before no he hadn't it's very fishy i think you're right you're onto something here very fishy right and he has such a specific view of like who she is what she looks like and he's literally never written in his life all i'm saying is maybe it's the future trying to warn us about a potential uh, sex dystopia. You've absolutely thought about this more than my dad ever has thought about it, is what I would say. <laughs> ben Barnes. I brought Rocky something, a gift. Oh. Um, it's not actually from me, oh. but you're not the only one. We're in a similar-ish sort of position. If oh. you see this book here. <gasps> A Woman's Guide to Loving Sex but it's by, by Trisha, Trisha Barnes. Barnes. No. Oh, my God. This book Way. was uh, published in 1991 when I was <laughs> 10 years old. I actually can't breathe. Thanks very much, <laughs> Mum. And you can see in the front she wrote, um, Dear Rocky, I hope Belinda finds love. Best wishes, Trisha. Oh, Trisha. And she crossed out. She crossed out. Um, oh, that's a little fifteen bio. years experience and put forty years experience as a sexual and marital <laughs> counselor because this book is so old. And she was like, "Well, I, I have to change it. I have to update the bio." Yeah, exactly. Like legend. But uh, there are some tidbits in here which I feel a are very helpful for Rocky, but also <laughs> some quite good advice for Belinda. And I remembered this when you guys you texted me. Joking? Will you read us the blurb? Yeah. A Woman's Guide to Loving Sex is the book every woman will want to read, companion to a major video setting new standards in this controversial field. A major video? VHS. It was a VHS. Uh I saw it when I was 11. (laughs) Scarred for life. It is specifically for women and about women examining relationships from the female perspective. And then I remember finding the VHS and like trying to play it. And I remember it being, there being like, like soft core, like oh, reenactments. Wow. reenactments, but then it would suddenly cut to my mum talking about it. <laughs> so I said, turn it even at 10 or 11, I was like, turn it off, turn it off. Josh Groban. 
are you inspired to write a song? I mean, have you, you when you've been listening, have you been thinking, oh, pots and pans? <laughs> oh, there's something in the kind of business sphere. Wow. And you just grab a pan. Blinking. And then a- <laughs> Belinda's always blinking. Um, okay, blinking stuff. Blink, right? yeah, Write yeah, that yeah, down, that's, Alice. Yeah, but, yeah. That, but that, that's not an opener. That's like that's like deep into the second act. Okay, I oh, feel okay. I feel like in retrospect, okay, oh, it's, like it's a soliloquy. It's the sad, melancholy, uh, you know, retrospect of the fact that oh. oh my gosh, what the blinking? What does it all mean? Maybe it's Morse code. That was quite Sondheim esque. Oh, it was, it was very Sondheim. Yeah, 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 I was like, oh, it could be quite highbrow. <laughs> I feel like that could be a Chicagoy type one for when she's stripping. Oh, oh. you think? Yeah. Oh, like a big can can number almost, or something. Like <laughs> or something that. from Gypsy, like. Uh, yeah, the, the whole brass section working really, yes, really yes. hard. Um, yes. Literally, what's the I want? There's always an I want song at the beginning, isn't there? That establishes what the main character wants. So it'd be Belinda talking about making some sort of big deal, travel or right. tra- right. getting the travel. Her big bonus, right? Right. right. Her big bonus. That's wants, real. That's, yeah. that's her main motivation, yeah. I think. Right. She um, wants to be noticed. Yeah. Yeah. She's not supposed to be seen in those busy pubs and restaurants. <laughs> what's the matter? Let <laughs> it all hang out. Yeah. You make it so much deeper. She just wants a voice. She, wants to, she just yeah. wants to be seen. <laughs> I, I'm, no. listening. I'm listening and I'm just thinking, yes, yes, yes. It's all very funny. But <laughs> There's a woman screaming for screaming attention. for attention here. Look, can we not see? So a, it is, in fact, a classic tale. I think it is. I think it's a tale as old as time. I right. Think it's a, Thank you. Really. Has that been used? Because I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About that? Da, 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 da. It's just coming. Wait, yeah. it's okay, I fine. I don't know where it's, it's coming from. It's going to be a hit. I, I'm I a vessel right now. I'm Did a vessel. Just go with it. Story as old as time, or was it tale, tale, tale as old as time? Tale. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's brilliant. T a i l. Okay. Sex pun. Do they sell? Teapots at Steel's? I don't know. We probably. can make it work. We oh can make God, it work. Probably do. Pots and pans, pots and pans. <laughs> clink, clank, clink, clank. We get Stomp to come in and just... Oh, yeah. Oh, now that's... Yes. Hit, hit her pans. That's a really great yeah, shout. Yeah, People but, love that as well. So okay. basically, Belinda Blink, the musical, will be like nude Stomp. <laughs> 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 We've nailed what it. We've image. nailed it. We hit it. Oh, man. We went a little sideways for a minute, but we hit the bullseye. Because the worst thing about Stomp is the clothes. Is the lack of nudity. Am I, I right? Yeah. Totally agree. And the noise, but they'll we could still need, somehow... They'll still need boots. Yes. For, for the, the stomping yes, and all. Exactly. But I'm guessing rather than bin lids, it's pan lids. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wooden well, spoons. Yeah, for legal thing. reasons, we'll for have to change reasons, a few we'll things. A little okay, bit. so yeah. Taylor's told his time, nude Stomp. Yeah, romp. Romp! There you go. This is why he gets paid the big bucks. Come on. Okay. Now I know what to talk about tomorrow on stage. (laughs) Samara Weaving. We have a house in the south coast in uh, Maruya, Australia. Oh, nice. And there's not like a big creative studios or anything. You know, there's no casting directors that live there. Um, so I got an audition for Fifty Shades of Grey. This is like ten years ago or something. <gasps> to be the to be the lead. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I was in the middle of nowhere, and none of my friends were around, and it was just <laughs> me, mum, and dad. And I, they were like, "The deadline is you've got two days, so you've got to get this done." And I tried doing it like recording the other person's lines on my phone and trying to match the timing, but it just wasn't working. And I was like, "Oh my god, okay, okay, okay." And the scenes were like gossiping about their sex lives <gasps> filthy so oh. i asked my mom i was like mom can you just like just don't look, don't <laughs> don't look at me just don't look at me just read it <laughs> but then she kept like staring at me and she was like what are you doing with your face like what's 
You're like, I'm being sexy, mother. Like I'm, 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 I'm acting. She was like, you don't need that much lipstick or, you know. So I like was like, oh, no, no, no. Hey, Dad. Um, <gasps> oh, no. You have to go to your dad. Hey, Dad, can you pause spying for a sec? Can you just pause spying just for one minute? I just need your help. And I said the same. I was like, just don't look at me. Just say the line. Like, this is going to, I'm going to be in so much therapy for this. But he got so into it. He was like. <laughs> because he's a spy. He's a spy. He was like. Tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) And I was, oh, he was like, was he any good? Just like getting so, like he became like, like sexy little lady character. Old man, did he get the part and you didn't? Yes. (laughs) He plays the cute best friend. He's the best friend. Stephen Mangan. Dare we ask where you listen and when you listen? Um, I listen anywhere, really. Um, it's, I, I hate to use the word, but it's seeped into every area of my life. I have a one-year-old, I have a few children. My one-year-old, I caught myself the other day humming, not singing. And I thought, where have I heard? Oh, no. <laughs> So yeah, it does. Uh, it does permeate. That could be damaging. Could be, couldn't it? Don't sing the monster prick song to your listen. Baby. I luckily it was without words, but um, one day. Um, does your wife listen? No, she doesn't. She's like, <laughs> no, "Where are you going tonight?" <laughs> I was like, "Ah, uh, some people do a podcast about a porn thing that one of their dad has written." She's like, "What?" I said, "Bye." <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Ware. Um, apparently, um, a turkey slap is a thing. Some people have tweeted us this week. Yeah, oh. we didn't know that, did we? Oh, a turkey Jessie, slap you, is slap. That's Jesse knows. Do you know what it... Okay, guess what it is. Is it like you just slap somebody around the face with a turkey? Turkey... <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. Nearly. Or on your bottom. With You slap someone around the face with your dick. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Rude. I wanted that reaction. <laughs> On video. I also enjoy James going with your dick to Jesse Ware. Let's get your dick out. With Jesse's massive schlong. Isn't that just called a willy slap? A willy slap. And the words just call that a willy slap. Maybe it isn't your house, love. <laughs> I've been saying it wrong for years. I was just saying, Sam, don't do a willy slap. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, why is it not called a sausage slap? Yeah, yeah. Why turkey? Why turkey? Yeah, good point. I don't know, but yeah, we got loads of sweets. I saying guess so. It's kosher slap. for all, surely. Sorry, I just googled turkey slap. The act of lovingly slapping your partner in the face with an erect or semi-erect penis. How is that oh. lovingly? To oh, like hey, catch this. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, wow. So that was erect then. <laughs> I think people would prefer a semi-erect because surely it hurts if it's erect. You either get like a broken jaw or with an erect or you may get like that almost whipping effect with a, a semi-erect and then that could actually have more of a sting. Or like a kind of bounce back. Oh, yeah. like a ch- Yeah. Yeah. What about like just, just flaccid? <laughs> you didn't talk about this shit with my machine. <laughs> you bring out the worst in us. Oh my God. Elijah Wood. We mustn't forget at any point that Jamie's dad wrote this. 
Yeah. He did actually ask me, because I did tell him that we were talking to you today, and he got very excited. No! Um, yeah, he said, and this is a direct quote, he said, this is such an honour to have him on our show. Please remind him to stand up straight. <laughs> So I hope you stood up straight, Elijah. What does it mean? God knows. But he also said, um, he asked a question to you, and he said, do you think, Elijah, that Rocky's future could be as bright as Tolkien's? What do you think? Ooh. <laughs> um, absolutely. <laughs> said with such conviction. Wow, there. pregnant pause. <laughs> absolutely. Well, he'll have a different kind of legacy. Um, n- no less impactful. <laughs> I think by indication of how many people listen to this podcast. And if that is an indication of the influence that he's had um, and the legacy that he will potentially have, then uh, it's looking bright for Rocky Flintstone. It certainly is. He also asked another question, Jamie. What was the other question? Oh, God. He also asked, asked, were you Bilbo or Frodo? (laughs) He can't quite remember. Incredible. Oh, that's brilliant. It's quite an impressive roster, if we may say so ourselves. It's like a bloody Wes Anderson film. Massive cameos all over the place. Go with me on this. The Belinda Blink movie would be an equivalent kind of... Maybe you get Wes Anderson as a director. Oh, beautiful. I guess the only difference being he works with the same people often time and time again. And when was the last time you guys heard from... No, I won't. I won't. They're busy people. They're busy people. One thing I realised we never talked about, but it's a great story. And it is guest-related. We get an email a couple of years ago. Shoehorning in that caveat. It is (laughs) guest-related. There's a link. Yeah, we get an email from NASA. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. What does NASA stand for, James? The National Aeronautics and Space Administration. I actually didn't know that acronym. I actually didn't either, and I don't really know I asked you. Sorry. What's sad is I know what EDAD is, but I don't know what NASA, <laughs> I don't know what NASA is. What is EDAD? Every, Every day, 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 day is yeah, yeah. Uh, Burnt into the memory. So we got an email from NASA. We got yes. an email from NASA. Just a few years ago. Yes. That said um, they are the kind of mental health support team for their staff yeah behavioral and like morale sort of department wasn't it and what it turned out was astronauts on the international space station while they're up there get two calls to earth with anyone that they choose yeah you could be like beyonce i want to talk to obama obama anyone they do have to answer the phone though yes and it's supposed to kind of help them connect with earth it's supposed to help with their mental health it's a bit of a distraction from the daily grind i suppose of being in space you know that boring life of space anyway turns out one of the astronauts asked to speak to us yeah because she'd been listening to my dad wrote porno in space like that to me (laughs) blows my little tiny brain that my dad's pornography has literally gone stratospheric it's it's in the universe you know belinda's flirting with the milky way it's it's so weird to me well we obviously said yes to a video call and we were asking nasa if we could have her as a nice guest (laughs) and guess what they said no which I still think was kind of mean. Well, I think they were worried we were going to reveal international secrets or something. I don't know what I thought would happen when we logged on, but that first image, we should say, her name's Kayla Barron. She's an incredible woman, yeah, has done amazing. so much amazing stuff with NASA, as well as several trips. And has become space. like a friend, like came to our show in Seattle. We hang out with her in London. Like, it's yeah, she's amazing. She's probably our favourite astronaut friend. <laughs> so when it connected, 
she's there in front of the camera and all of her hair is floating all yeah. around her. Obviously, of course it is, but I just hadn't prepared myself yeah. for that. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire then life. Then she floated through the ship and said, do you want to see the sun rising over Earth? Who says no to that? And we all said, oh my God, we've timed this so brilliantly. I can't believe like this is happening. And didn't she say something like, well, it does happen sort of 18 times. times a day or something? Yeah. yeah. Was it eight? Yeah. Eight times a day, I think she said. What I loved is like, we were there for her mental health and we were just like, show us out the window. What does that knob do? We were just asking all the questions. <laughs> and also like, you have a, an image of NASA, don't you? That, you know, they're the most technologically advanced company in the world. They, they literally send people to the moon and to space. This whole thing was conducted on Microsoft Teams. Yeah. Crazy. Couldn't have been less lo-fi. One of the most infuriating bits of technology I think we have. <laughs> I had to download it. I was like, what the fuck's this shit? So yeah, we spoke to an astronaut on Microsoft. Teams. <laughs> <laughs> That's so silly. Who in else space. can say that? In space. I mean, it almost feels like we've been to space. Because when you're talking to them, and as you say, Al, like, you can see it all. You are like... This is so incredible that you're communicating with the International Space Station. It was mad. We saw her little sleeping bag and she sleeps. It's kind of attached to the wall. She sleeps sort of stood up almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your legs can, if you want, they can just sort of waft. Yeah. I mean, there is a current that runs through the ship. She told us initially when you get on board, you tend to like put a tool down forgetting about the zero gravity. And then because there is this current, it's just gone. And Mm. like days later, she'd float through the ship and in the middle of the cabin, if you like, would just be like the spanner or the pen just floating yeah, in mid-air. It's so like mad. Bad. I just, I actually just can't get my head around it. I still can't really get over the fact that she, you know, she could have talked to anybody on the planet yeah. and she chose us three. I mean, she had two calls. Who would yours be? Oh, good question. Um, Mike Nichols. He's dead, unfortunately. It would be Mike Nichols, but he's, he isn't Which with us. dame would he talk to? <laughs> I don't know, maybe like Bob Dylan or someone like that. Although, would he be a good chat? I don't know. It's a hard one. That's the thing. You want someone you can actually talk to. Yeah, so you'd like Biggins. Biggins! <laughs> the flip side of it as well is, you know, when you have to schedule a phone call, like, you know, if somebody's on a different time zone or like, you know, people got busy lives, you're like, oh, we'll talk Thursday evening. You have to really be in the mood, don't you? So what mm. if you plan to do your big conference yeah. call? Then you're like, I'm just not good. Can't be asked. Yeah. Just want to watch TV. Well, her other one was Brene Brown, I think. So like, that's way more prestigious than uh, than us. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say she's the best guest we n- nearly got. Yeah. Yeah. Would have made a great episode, but... It's just so cool. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening and do come back next month because we're doing a special Best Bits of Christmas. Oh! Yeah. That's going to be juicy. And some unheard stuff as well um, about presents. Just to give you a bit of a, a spoiler there. So yeah, see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moon.
Homepick.com